Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the AEW Collision Post Show on a Sunday. And you got a different face here, but you have a regular face here, too. So, hello, my name is Rob Wilkins, and you have Cresta here. So, some things are normal. <laughs> How are you, Cresta? Sunday, Sunday, so there was a lot of sports entertainment last night. So, it's this is early if you stayed awake to watch. Um, the Paul Diaz fight as well as Collision and SummerSlam. <laughs> and, and, and wait, that's a lie. Because if I'm not mistaken, at 3, 4 in the morning, the G1 was on. Mm-hmm. So welcome. It might be 9 a.m. for some of you. <laughs> I was absolutely out after the uh, press conference last night. So it did not take me long to just go. <laughs> it was, but what a night uh, in yeah. general. So. And AEW, they had a they had a great show. Collision was great. So, starting off, what did you think of Collision? Um, Collision, I give it four out of five overall. I think every match on there was good. Um, even the opening match, and that's because I think Prince Nana just being so loud the entire time was hilarious. My only, well, let me not say my only. My biggest complaint was how the finish of that last match was. It was giving wet fart. Uh, I feel the same way about the end of SummerSlam. <laughs> and I'm just kind of disappointed. I feel like the match itself was great with Starks versus CM Punk. But the way that it finished with the lame roll-up twice for 20 seconds, it could have been a little bit more interesting than that. But overall, if we take that to the side, 
it was good. There's a there's a FTR Bucks on the horizon. I don't know about you, but I'm excited for that. Oh, I'm excited for that. Yes, yes exactly. I that was uh, that was something like when they came out and then challenged them, uh, and we'll get into that. But that made the night even better for for me. I was very excited about that because, like I said, we'll get into that here shortly. But as we start out with AEW Collision last night, it took place in Greenville, South Carolina. We had the we had the beginning of the show with CM Punk, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage, Big Bill, and FTR cut the promos to start the show, which I always love. Uh, this is the first time I've been able to be on this post show. So I haven't been able to ask you, what do you, do you love these promos to start the show? Because I absolutely love them. It's different. It's different. And I don't mind it. You know, I think starting all shows with a match is cool. Starting all shows with your top star introducing or the boss or the authority is cool. I don't mind it. It's, it's different because, um, I think on Dynamite, we typically just start straight off with a match and sometimes Rampage. Um, I do watch WWE, so sometimes you'll get like a Becky Lynch or a Judgment Day to open the show. Um, so this having a like a, a sizzle of guys just saying, hey, bro, this is what I'm going to do, and this is going to happen. So it's kind of like Saturday Night Live, what they used yeah. to do in the back in the day before they would do the cold open. They'd be like, do you have hot dogs on the street? I love <laughs> hot dogs. And you can get a hot dog tonight on Collision. <laughs> like, so I don't hate it. I love it. Do you yeah. like it? <laughs> oh, I absolutely love it. And uh, the thing is, I grew up in my house. Elton John played music. The music in my house was Elton John. My mom played Elton John mm-hmm. like crazy. So hearing that go off. It just brings back memories. Plus, it's Saturday Night Wrestling, so nothing, nothing can be better for me because that's what I remember the most. Like growing up was Saturday Night Wrestling, so it just brings back the memories. So I'm excited to get into it because I enjoyed, I enjoyed a lot of the wrestling last night. But we started off with the AEW Tag Team Championship with FTR defending their titles against Big Bill and Brian Cage. Uh, man, Big Bill and Brian Cage, holy crap. Watching those two in that ring with FTR, I'm going to talk, but those two are some big boys. Yes, yes, tall. And Brian Cage is tall. And Big Bill is taller than Brian Cage. Yeah. I I I watched... I watched them last night and the thing that i kept saying is i would not i there's no wrestler you'd ever want to mess with like in the street like yeah but big bill's like one of those that you just and brian cage for that matter it's just somebody that they just look at you and you're you just say you know i tell you what (laughs) i know you can rip both my arms off but let's make a deal just rip one of them off instead of both of them because that's what I mean, they I want to feed myself. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's absolutely crazy, and they they just look amazing in the ring together. It's it brings back '80s tag teams uh, wrestling, like size wise. Mm-hmm. Granted, those guys were huge. I mean, L O. I'm not saying they are L O D by any means, but size wise, holy yeah. crap! Just, my God, I just absolutely love watching those two. And eventually, I would like to see. Big Bill and 
Brian Cage just do what they're doing, but absolutely just smash through everybody. And I, no, think, I, it'll, I think it'll eventually happen. I agree. I think the biggest problem, I've been a Brian Cage fan since Impact, and I think Brian Cage is absolutely fantastic. He reminds me of Keith Lee in the sense of you are too big to be moving like that. I think at one point he does a senton through the middle ropes. Let me just double check my, uh, my yeah, he does it. Brian Cage does a senton on FTR on the outside and the crowd goes nuts. But Brian Cage been doing that. And I, I think these two have a good tag team dynamic with them. I just find, and this is just me, I find that in AEW, you're low-key, high-key kind of punished for being the big, guy, the big guy. You're the bruiser. You're the enforcer. But you don't really get anything beyond that. Look at poor Lance Archer. Lance Archer can win everywhere else but AEW. But he's such a good – remember he used to carry people outside by the belt? Like, yes. That's what Brian Cage and Big Bill should be terrorizing the tag division or just terrorizing. But I think they're mainly ROH guys, so I kind of knew what it was yeah. going into this. Hey, guys, uh, make sure you get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats. We will answer your questions. Any questions you have, whether it's AEW, WWE, whatever, we'll d- definitely answer them. So FTR got the victory here with the Shatter Machine. Which... On Big Bill at that, because that's yes. a big that's a big bitch. <laughs> big Bill, a.k.a. Big Bitch, as uh, <laughs> Preston said, not me. Uh, I, I I would I would always try to protect you the best I can, but when it comes to Big Bill, I'm just gonna I'm not gonna take one for the team. I'm sorry. It's, just... it's okay. After um, seeing Joel and myself get threatened by Steve Backlund, I doesn't afraid. <laughs> Big Bill, if I can high five you, please don't rip off my arms. I'm only five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, and Steve Macklin. I mean that. I mean, that's a, that that's be... a tough dude to quote Jr. He tougher than a two dollar steak. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad he's met. Like I'm. I'm. If he's gonna threaten somebody, I'm glad it's Joel instead of me. (laughs) Joel's been really spicy. That's for another time. But Joel is like, listen, and Steve Ackley ain't around. Good luck. (laughs) But after the match is what everybody was talking about last night. FTR said they had some unfinished business with the tag team called the young bucks. So they challenged the young bucks to a match at all in Wembley stadium. It's pretty safe to say that young bucks will accept that challenge. My question to you is who will win that match? Very early question to ask. I know, but, and uh, this is going to be the dumbest question I asked today, ask today, but how excited are you for that match? I'm feeling very excited because building up to them calling out the Young Bucks, they said that 58-minute match we had with Bullet Club Gold, Barn Burner, you loved it. You remember the Briscoes? Those were the tough three matches. And once he said that and he said we got unfinished business, the crowd got it out before I could even think it, the Young Bucks. I am not mad at this. We talked about this last week on our post show, and we had said that I think this is the first time that they had acknowledged um dynamite and other aew shows on collision and then this week ftr calling out the bucks man i don't care who wins i'm ready for blood and guts versus cm punk and mm. cm punk and uh cm punk versus the elite blood and guts because i know that's where this is leading and i'm not mad at it i'm not mad at it and i know cm punk is a very 
polarizing character. And I get it. Truly get it. But I, I hate to quote Tony Schiavone here. That puts butts in seats, and that's going to be my butt. I want, to, I want to see it. I said it when Brawl Out first happened, and it sucks that these men couldn't figure out their differences. But the moment you do, you need to turn it into a storyline. And I feel like we're at the beginning. This is how it starts. Because FTR bid said that they, why can't we all just get along? <laughs> <laughs> so I know they've been campaigning for it. And if this is the trial, I don't care who wins. I don't care who wins. I think as a gesture of goodwill, maybe the Bucks should win. Like, hey, we're willing to play ball because we know this is going to go to two out of three. No, this is Young Bucks three versus FTR. Yes. It might be a two out of three falls, but I feel I feel like I feel like this is going to lead to something. And as long as it leads to blood and guts, because I I am greedy and selfish. I want to see Kenneth Deshaun Omega versus Coco Melon Punk. And I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I can't wait. Because I, I don't know if it's going to be a work shooting at Workington, but I'm going to be sports entertained. It's going to be the whole time. Yes. And it. <laughs> I can't help but laugh at that that CM Punk nickname you just gave. But oh, he has a uh, nickname for me. Every yeah. Christian Mingo, Coco Mango, um, Chicken and Mash. Because <laughs> no one believes me when I say it's literally stands for Chick Magnet. So okay, I'm just making yeah. stuff up. You got it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I like it, and I I like how Danhausen says Pepsi Phil because I've been going with that lately myself. So Danhausen should be head of marketing because the poor gun club even now used to get called ass boys. <laughs> yeah, they owe, forever. Those those boys owe him some money. A yes. lot of people owe him some money for that stuff. Uh, Didn't he so. call um, FTR? Wasn't he the one who FTR bald and FTR hair? <laughs> <laughs> I believe so, from what memory recalls, but. Uh, but yeah, that that match, and, and I'm excited. Just like anybody that loves mm-hmm. pro wrestling is going to be excited for that match. It's, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, hopefully, it does lead to more of the elite and CMFTR. We'll, we can only hope. So we'll go from there. But I enjoyed I the think, match. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just I, I enjoyed the match. I, I like watching FTR any match, and same. They remind me of. I say it on every show when I talk about them. They just remind me of the wrestling that I liked when I was growing up. 80s tag team wrestling. Just that's where it is for me. And they were, they remind me of that. So just absolutely loved it. Loved the match. Enjoyed it. Brian Cage, big, big Bill. Just big sons of bitches, both of them. And big meaty men. Yeah, slapping meat. <laughs> uh, I will say FTR holds a special place in my heart because... FTR was the first group of wrestlers that I ever was like, okay, I get it. And I changed my mind because I did not like them at all when they were in a federation. I didn't like what they were doing. I did. I'm like, why are you guys cheating? You're way better than to cheat. I didn't like them at all. But I think they gimmick changed right before they left WWE and came to AEW. And I got it. I got it. I understood. I'm like, yo, I'm a hypocrite. Oh, my God, I used to hate these guys, but I get it. I get it now. I get it now. And they hold a special place in my heart because of that. And it's like, it's okay to change your mind as a wrestling fan. It's just wrestling. It's okay. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Absolutely. So, yeah, good stuff. We have a super chat uh, from our good friend Ryan Sullivan. He says, why doesn't AR Fox clean his clothes? Uh, This is gimmick. I don't know. (laughs) I can't. 
You know what? He could be doing what like Daniel Radcliffe did when he was tired of the paparazzi taking pictures of him. He wore the same exact thing every day. He's trying to throw you off your game. Oh, that's a good idea. I never really thought of that. Like if you, I know what he's, paparazzi is never going to take photos of me, but I'm just saying that's a brilliant idea because you can't sell those photos to people if they're the same photos over and over and over. And every time I go take a picture of him, he's like, (laughs) Uh, so we go to the AEW TBS championship. We, well, before that we see Chris Statlander lifting, lifting Renee Paquette. That was odd. (laughs) It was odd, but I laughed. Uh, Cutting up, just lifting her up, doing down. uh, I I really couldn't believe it because I was like, what is she doing? And, you know, Renee had the time of her life, probably. (laughs) Renee is just like that. She's just going to have fun. I love Renee. She is the straight woman (laughs) in every comedy. And she's always the straight woman. And she just looks like, I'm actually having fun, but you couldn't tell. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was good. And then, so Chris Statlander did cut her promo and said she's going out there and she's going to take care of Mercedes. And we had a pretty quick match here, but it went the way that I expected it to. Chris Statlander defeated Mercedes Martinez with a oh. roll up pin. What did you think about this match? I am going to say that I don't like this booking of Statlander. I don't care. I think that if you're going to beat Jade Cargo, who just, even if Jade Cargo beat a lot of jobbers to get to that 60, you know, even if we cooked the books on that number, which we absolutely did, I don't think this is how she should be winning, especially against someone like a Mercedes Martinez, who is known, like Athena, to be S-T-I-F-F. The match itself was good. I'm not going to sit up here and lie to you, um, the butterfly suplexes on Chris Statlander from Mercedes Martinez was gnarly. But I I think that we should be booking Statlander a lot more dominantly. She just got the title off of a very dominant champion, for better or for worse. But yeah. at the same time, Mercedes Martinez beating her up like that, I'm like, so put the title on Mercedes Martinez. <laughs> but again, she's a Ring of Honor girly, and it's kind of like, okay, so what's happening with the rest of the AEW women's division? You know what I mean? I did like that Diamante came out. I was like, oh, I haven't seen you forever. Are you about to beat up Mercedes Martinez? Psych. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Psych, and then we got a Willow Nightingale, um, the savior, as I call her now, because all she does is run in and save people for the most part. Yeah. And, hey, that's fine. You get her on TV. She she gets her face FaceTime basically for the for the crowd. Crowd absolutely loves her. And why why would they not? Because she's amazing. She's awesome. She's such a feel-good baby face. And the, she reminds me of Shades of Bailey when she first got called up to the main roster with the hugger gimmick, and everybody was like, Bailey! Bailey! and I feel the same way about Willow. She's just such a feel-good moment. And you just want to tell her music, her music. It doesn't also help that Ian Riccavati did that rap to her music. It's just so joy. It's just you just want to you just want to can't help but cheer for her. I'm yeah, like, hey, and, she goes heel. Yeah, him and Ian and Caprice. They just whenever those two would just get into it, it just makes everything better. With I with love her. Ian Riccavati, even though Nigel McGinnis last night called him Ian Riccaboner, and I was like, yo, that's an internet joke. You can't yeah. say that. You can't say that on national television. <laughs> yes. 
and was Satlander somebody put it in chat too, and I appreciate this, but yeah, basically she was doing squats with Renee Young or Renee Paquette, sorry. Um, so that was that was really interesting. And if I did that at a gym, I would be told to leave. So sorry, you need to leave. Yes. <laughs> but if I if I did squats with you in the gym, I'm like, oh that girl, she really lifted up that man. He like six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, and I'm interested to see where that tag team or that group goes with Mercedes and Diamante. That that looks like an interesting pairing. Could I we saw... see a I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, could we see a uh, LAX? Of I was sorts? just about to say that. I wouldn't be mad. However, I will say that when it comes to LAX and AEW, Ring of Honors, well, not Ring of Honor, but Ring of Honor under Tony Khan, their handling of even while they did Proud and Powerful, I don't trust. I don't trust. There's no reason why you didn't have some form of LAX with Proud and Powerful, Eddie King. You literally had Conan there for, you had all the tools. And the fact that Proud and Powerful weren't tag champions or we didn't do anything against the lucha criminal so i i get a little scared because i remember old lax and i remember what aew did to new lax so if it is treat it with respect if it's not don't even mention that name come up with a brand new name do something else because don't don't just don't just don't don't well, we got another super chat that came in. Uh, this one's from our good friend, Zach Schimmel. He says, Collision ruled and flew by last night. The crowd was electric and a great experience. I recommend everyone go to a show. Can't wait to do it again this weekend. Nice. It was a, that crowd was hot. When CM Punk came out, before he his music hit, whoa! Susan music hit, yeah! <laughs> this crowd was hot for every match. It, you could have been out there, put poop on a lasso and did this, and the crowd still would have been like, yeah! <laughs> well, from my sources say that actually did happen because Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net was there and he did do that from what I was told. So I don't even know who that man is. I'm sorry to that uh, man. My you know, apologies to if I saw him in the street, I would have not Yeah, he, he he's a uh, friend of Fightful, basically, is the easiest way to say it. He uh there's stories about him dancing at Jeremy Lambert's wedding, so there's that, I guess. 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if that's how that went, but <laughs> but uh, he's a good guy, so I thought I'd throw him under the bus. Why not? <laughs> that's what everyone does to uh, Joel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, great crowd last night. So good, good for Greenville. I, Greenville's a wrestling city. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much history uh, and especially Saturday night wrestling in Greenville, you know, with WCW back in the day, just NWA, so much wrestling in that part of the country in the back in the heyday. Well, we move on from Mercedes Martinez and Diamante attacking Miss Statlander, and we go on to none other than Tony Storm cutting a promo where she's <laughs> wondering if she's no longer a star or if she's no longer good enough after losing the AEW women's title. And uh, she does what I think is brilliant. Um, she tells Tony Schiavone to shut up. And poor <laughs> <laughs> Tony Schiavone all night was just getting abused. <laughs> I like it. I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was a fantastic short segment. It got the message apart. It uh, reminded it... me of that movie Pearl. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, yeah. But the scene was like, I'm a star. 
Douglas <laughs> that scene in particular. She came with her hair half in the rollers. She was a disheveled mess. I was half expecting her to say, you don't find me beautiful, do you, Tony? Do you? <laughs> Yeah. 10 out of 10. When people say this is cinema, this is what they mean. <laughs> yeah, this is cinema. Guys, get in those super chats and humper chats. Uh, we, I, I enjoyed that promo. That would, that one actually made me laugh. I thought that was great. And I, was, I was listening. After every match, I would go back because I'd watch a SummerSlam and yeah. Collision. After each match, they would do a promo. It seemed like they did the Cody promo 44 times last night. So I would go back and watch the segments interview segments or promos and when they got to that one i i went back and watched it and i cracked up i thought that was a good one it was great because I, so. <laughs> I think that there's more than one way to tell a story about a wrestler who was a former champion losing their shit and this is a great way because listen i don't think stereotypes are cool but it kind of plays up all oh, women are emotional but if this makes tony storm dangerous because i've seen a dangerous tony storm oh. i'm okay with that i'm okay with that I'm okay with a stiff Tony Storm match versus Athena. And because I'm selfish, book it, Tony. You coward. <laughs> Could you imagine? Just let's go outside the box here for a second. Could you just imagine a just a mad Tony Storm and a mad Juice Robinson in the same house? Oh, my God. It must sound like so much choking gremlins in that house. <laughs> imagine if they lived in an apartment and you, you live next door. Oh, my God. That would be like. Oh man, but the, oh, I don't want to hear their arguments. I don't even yeah, want no. to know what that well, that's sounds the like. I mean, that's a, that's the great thing about pro wrestling. They're just they're being the characters. They're probably normal people outside the ring, which I absolutely love. Yes. Hugh Robinson. I mean, I I can't help but look at. I can't help but laugh. Yes, he's fantastic. I I love the man. He's great. So we we had that amazing segment. We go to another amazing segment. Segment. Well, we technically go to a squash match between Samoa Joe and Serpentigo, but Joe tapped out Serpentigo in about four or five seconds, maybe maybe a little bit more. It didn't seem much longer. Uh, Who Serpent- booked that? Nyla Rose? <laughs> she probably did. That's a good point. <laughs> Nyla Rose booked this. And <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, okay, maybe Serpentigo will get a move off. A move off. Samoa Joe said, cut the crap. <laughs> Oh, you know, somebody did point it out in chat. I did forget about uh, JY beating up Cardboard J. Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't even write that down. Yeah. I did good. write that down. I did write that down. That was before the women's match because he brought Cardboard J out and then regular JK said, hey, get this side of here. <laughs> <laughs> and and Juice's reaction to that was even better than I, than I think you could have even asked him to do. Like, he just was concerned for his standy <laughs> for cardboard jay how jay white how could you hurt cardboard jay <laughs> uh, man i absolutely just adored that that whole thing right there but anyways uh going back to the samoa joe after just after the beating that he gave Ser- serpentigo well the squash match he made a challenge to a CM Punk for Wembley Stadium. He says they have a lot of history, and he's not going to let a roll-up play a part in this history. He wants he wants a match, 
and he wants it with CM Punk. So he made a challenge. So Wembley Stadium, CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Good God Almighty, take my money. Granted, CM Punk didn't say anything last night about the challenge, but he will because you're not going to just throw that out there for the fans and not give us that now because that would just be pure evilness. So I ask you, CM Punk or Samoa Joe, how excited are you for this on a, a pay-per-view level? Well, mildly. Okay. Mildly. And let me only tell you why. In my mind, in my wrestling brain, Samoa Joe beats the dicks off. Oh, I can't say that. Samoa Joe beats up CM Punk every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. Best in the world. But Samoa Joe is him. He's not beating them him allegations. I do like that Samoa Joe said, I'm not going to wait longer than a week. So I'm going to let you do your little thing on Dynamite. I'm going to let you do your little thing on Rampage if that's what you want to do. But come next week, if I don't got an answer, I don't know what's going to happen with that trios match because I'm just... At the top of the hour, at the top of the hour, Mr. Chicken and Mashed Potatoes Punk, at the top of the hour, you need to talk to me once, Samoa, Samoa Joseph, okay? I need to hear it. I need to hear it. I need to hear it. So I do not think, I think under normal circumstances, FTR versus House of Black, uh, I mean, Comforter versus House of Black would be fine. But <laughs> Samoa Joe is going to be like, if that's the main event at the top of the hour, I expect an answer, Coco Melon Punk. I expect an answer. And if I don't get it, if I don't get it, Phil. Philip, I'm gonna see you. I'm going to see you, and I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I love it. I love it. I make I'm excited, but I feel like CM Punk is gonna win to even it up. And I I kind of don't want that. I kind of want Joe to be CM Punk's albatross. That's just me. Yeah, I would be fine with that. And and you know the thing is too, is if CM Punk's going the hill route, which it more and more looks like that every week to me, Samoa Joe should go over. In my opinion, I agree. I, I Ricky Starks went over last night, but yeah. I get it. I get. It. I'm not mad, but that's just my opinion. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. So, I mean, disappointed isn't it either? Because like, okay, I can see why. I get where you're going, but it's just like cowards. <laughs> Do it. Do it. You already. I have feelings about the main event, and I will wait till then. There you go. go. Guys, again, get in those Super Chats and Humper Chats. We greatly appreciate it. So we move on from the uh, Samoa Joe Challenge, and we move to the video package that we got of Andrade. This video package, uh, I'll ask you first. What what did you think of this? Andrade's not the bad guy. Y'all literally stole his mask. (laughs) <laughs> he's not the bad guy. Andrade is not the bad guy. Y'all literally stole his mask because you were mad that he beat up Buddy Matthews or Brody King, and then the other one beat him up. So why'd you steal his mask? He's not the bad guy. I mean, the, the gist of the promo is don't steal from me because I'm going to get you, and he did. It was fine. Just don't forget about Andrade. Don't forget about Andrade. Yeah, <laughs> and you- Kind of have to wonder if uh, we'll see Roosh get involved soon. Uh, I'm... I hope so. I've been calling for an LIJ um, reunion forever, especially to deal with House of Black. But um, I think last time we were on the post show, they had said Roosh just had a baby. So that uh, might be for a while. So congratulations to Roosh, that little baby girl. Yeah. Aww. Very nice. Good for him. 
But I, I, I went. Go ahead. I went to their website and I applied to join, but it was it was, it was declined really quick. Disgusting. I yeah. believe in you, Rob. <laughs> I do too. But they they said I knew Joel and he's late related to Scott Demore and it just didn't work out well for us. So cowards. Yeah. Again. <laughs> Whatever. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so we got a promo of the acclaimed, very emotional promo, talking about Billy Gunn is firm in his decision to retire. So they're talking about Billy Gunn's ass is firm in his retirement. <laughs> hmm. I mean, well, of course, it's old theme music. He is an ass man. He likes to kick he him. Yeah. He likes to bite him. <laughs> Where where is Chuck now? That's what we need to know. <laughs> uh, and I want I, that's the best thing. Like last week, I saw a couple of people post those those Twitter. Like, what did <laughs> what did Malachi say to Billy Gunn? And you just get people putting in their own comments, and there were so many good ones. So, oh yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> like, you should have never left Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder too because part of me. And maybe this is me being a carny POS. But part of me is like, whatever you said to Billy Gunn should result in Billy Gunn joining the House of Black. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I love chaos. Call me Dog Callus. I, I love chaos. I don't know what he whispered to you, but it should make you feel like, wow, I've lost all, I lost all hope today. <laughs> yeah. a, a house of Black. <laughs> my life is failing. <laughs> I would like to see, and this is largely this is the impact influence. Seeing a joke character like Dirty Dangle do something serious, I would like to see Daddy Ass do something. I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna transpire. It's probably not. But Daddy Ass a House of Black, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy Black Ass. You know, good God. I can say it. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what they would do is they they if he did join, they'd call him like HT Billy Hot Topic Billy. He'd be a, he'd be a district manager of the company, just that Not older that. older guy. <laughs> I used to be an ass kicker, but now yeah. I have a suit on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm dark. <laughs> I Don't talk to, to me like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he got his hair black. <laughs> Do it, you cowards! Put him in House of Black. I don't know what he gonna do. I don't know what he gonna do, but put him in House of Black. <laughs> oh my god, that would be the best ever. That would I would I'd die. I'd pop. I'd pop I like a pimple. <laughs> Seeing Billy Gunn like go all goth type look, go with a goth look would just be amazing. And think of the merchandise sells for that. Bro, and what if he was super freaking serious, like Brody King's? People would be like, "Hey, yo, what the?" Fuck? <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'd be here for a serious Billy Gunn run. I would be here for that. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be good, and he'd change the name to his finisher to all kinds of things. It'd just be, yeah, he's going, he's going through his goth phase that is like, uh, like at a, at his uh, like a midlife crisis type thing. So. You don't get me, Mom. I'm sixty years. I'm ninety years old. Of course, yeah. I don't get you. <laughs> yeah, he's just yelling at the. He's yelling at his kids instead. It's like backstage segment. You just never got me. So, but, uh, amazing. AEW Trios Championship House of Black defeated Lee Johnson, Darius Martin, and Action Andretti. 
Brody King pinned my guy, Darius Martin, after a spinning clothesline. I don't know who decided to say, like, in that match, hey, who's going to take this clothesline from Brody? Like, how do you get that luck? Anyways. Draw the straw. <laughs> Jesus, man. Uh, but, yeah, that match went as expected. Mm-hmm. So, House of Black, they're always fun to watch. All three of them. Just ass kickers deluxe. I didn't really understand the stipulation about having Julia leave, but she's a meddler. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love Julia, but... but she's a meddler. Look what happened in a ladder match. Andrade literally had to climb up the ladder and then yeet her into a table. She's a meddler. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Julia Hart is too, but she's a meddler. She gotta go. No, she gotta go. Julia Hart yeah. gotta go. Also gotta shout out because I sent this on Twitter and I'm gonna say it again here. Malachi Black is a bad man. If you play any sort of fighting game, you might understand the reference I'm about to say. It's a Street Fighter reference particular. This man did a tiger knee from neutral. No crouch, no DP, no. This man just stood in the corner and just kneed the shit out of. Who did I write that down for? Because he need this man. He did a tiger knee to action Andretti from just up, boom. And the knee was clean. That knee was like a straight up bird, no V trigger, no, no crouching DP, no wake up, just knee, just a tiger knee. Malachi Black is a bad, bad man. That is a bad man. Oh, I, it was so clean, Rob. I was thoroughly impressed. But I, I, it was such a simple move, but it was just, it was clean before you knew it, it was gone, bro. Bro, that's, I don't ever want to wrestle him. I'd rather get. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'd rather fight Brody King. Put it like that. I'd rather fight Brody King. Fuck out, fuck out of here. At least Brody King, I know we get choked out. Malachi Black, I'm literally going to get beat up. I'm literally going to get beat up. And, Brood, and Buddy Matthews is literally going to leave welts on my body. But I'd rather take Buddy Matthews. You're going to throw me around a bit. Malachi Black is literally going to beat me up. <laughs> I know a lot of people like to have welts on their body from <laughs> from that man. Just based not on what I've seen on Mysterio. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> You know the f- the funny thing what you said about Malachi Black. You know, like how he how he just goes so fast with that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what it reminds me of, like how I would react. It would be like that scene in Rush Hour when like J- uh, Chris Tucker gets hit and he just doesn't realize like what the hell just happened. Like he didn't huh. even see it happen. That's yeah. what would happen with Malachi Black because he just he does those quick combos so fast. And before yeah. you know it, like yo, am I, am I like what the hell? Yeah, what the hell happened? Like, <laughs> Hold on, no, I got a nosebleed. We can't start fighting yet. So, <laughs> when did you hit me? You remember Rocky with Muhammad Ali? Be like, now nah, I hit you fifty times. What happened? What happened? What happened? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and then we get the CMFTR match announced against House of Black next week. Holy crap! <laughs> I don't know how that's going to transpire because CMF Comforter doesn't lose. I've heard yeah. it. I like to say Comforter. Yeah, I've so... heard people say come farther. So Whoa. Whoa. I, don't Google that. Um... So I wanna go with comforter because these guys <laughs> give me comfort to my wrestling soul. So mm, cover me in wrestling. I don't know what's gonna happen. I think Samoa Joe is gonna interfere in that match because those three guys don't lose, but all six of these men don't lose. So sloppy finish. <laughs> I think. I think Drew said it best. Say what? Listen, <laughs> that's just what I heard on the oh, inner tubes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I call them comforter. Yeah, that's why I said don't Google that either. Well, don't, 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 yeah. don't. 
Because next thing uh, you know, you got to turn around and try to explain to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> like watching uh, a Lita segment with Edge back in the day. I swear this is wrestling, mom, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. Uh, so we, you know, you, you said you were wondering how that happens. I, I do kind of wonder that myself. I was thinking Samoa Joe, but I also would kind of enjoy hearing Young Bucks music go off too. I, I would, I would kind of enjoy that. Maybe or have... Andrade. There you go. Cause now we got, isn't there like three people right there who are already pissed? Yeah. With, with the collective six men in that ring. This could be a schmoz. Yes, it definitely could be. That'd be interesting. I like it. That's a, we should we should book for this. We company. should book. We should book. Yo, Tony, what's up? What Hi, up? not Tony Schiavone. No disrespect, yeah, Tony. No, <laughs> you don't sign the paychecks. And I know Tony's watching right now. Tony Khan. So Anthony Khan. Hi, how are you? <laughs> My name is Chris the Star. This is Rob. Let us book yeah. some stuff. I promise it won't be it won't be a shit show. I promise yeah. I didn't go to the Don Callis school of booking yeah. and learn everything from making up facts. I promise. And I'm like over here, go Jaguars. <laughs> He's the PR guy. I'm yeah. a menace. I'm your Juice Robinson. All you're gonna hear me in the background is buck this, buck that. Like, yo, who is that? <laughs> so after that, we had QT Marshall uh presenting powerhouse ops with a chain that says he's handing him a win at AEW all out ops takes a chain and says he doesn't need the help okay uh good yeah that's pretty much what i got out of this the these qtv segments <coughs> they they they're i enjoy them so like for the most part they're i've always enjoyed qt i just think he's his characters just always somewhat amused me. Uh, those kind of characters have always amused me in wrestling because they get the job done. So I just what think, did you... I think that QT Marshall might be fine without Hobbs and Hobbs will be definitely fine without QT Marshall. I'm, I hope this is the end of it. The QTV segments are okay. They're okay. But I kind of want him to be done with Hobbs. I kind of want this to be... I want this to be done. So if this is the ending of it, it makes sense. I don't need your help. Thanks for the free money, nerd. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. And, uh, man, I just... Yeah, I, I do want that to end very soon. I, I'm ready for it to end. But we move on again. This time we go to the, the segment everybody's talking about. Christian Cage. With his daughter. <laughs> was that his daughter? Because this is like yeah. a hostage situation. That's <laughs> <laughs> what it looks like. Christian, Christian Cage's daughter wants to hold the AEW TNT title. And, and he says she did not win it. So she can go away and find her mom. He has security to remove her for not being credentialed. And, uh, well, like normal, Luchasaurus was there. And Luchasaurus just stood there. But I loved it because that seems like something Christian would do. And... <laughs> Uh, I, I just thought it was perfect. It, Christian lives in the area too, so I believe uh, he might live in Florida now. But I know that's that's FTR country. Yeah, Edge lives in that area too. So, and he wasn't at SummerSlam. So Christian Cage uh, is the worst. <laughs> but I, I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious. I think every, 
Everybody I saw last night absolutely loved that segment. I, I, I did too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hostage situations are not funny. <laughs> yeah. But it made it even funnier. Daddy, can I hold your belt? You can't hold this belt. Only people who won this belt can mm-hmm. hold this belt. And not at one time the Luchasaurus look at him like, I know you can't be serious. <sighs> but I go back to what I said about dinosaurs having little brains. Luchasaurus doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't even speak English. Well, he does because he has spoken before. But he's a dinosaur, and dinosaurs have teeny tiny brains. So maybe he thinks, I don't know what he thinks. He's a dinosaur, and I don't speak dinosaur. So he doesn't know what's going on. At this point, however, I will say, Christian Cage and Don Callis just need to be a faction. <laughs> oh, the heat, the heat. Oh, when he said, go find your mother. And the moment she left, hey, that little girl's not credentialed. <laughs> Yo, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Get it out of here. Ooh. And I was just like, that's, oh, that's amazing. That's that was, great. That yep. is great. I, I low-key want Christian Cage to get MJF together. Because I know everyone loves MJF on the mic. But I'm I'm someone who is not swayed by MJF as much anymore. And I'm like, if you put MJF on the mic against somebody who can go, even like a Ricky Starks who ate him up last time, Christian Cage would eat MJF's booty with a spoon. And I can't wait. Because I think that'll make MJF say some wild shit. And I can't wait for that either. <laughs> I'm a heat magnet, baby. <laughs> you, you're, you're not kidding. You like, you like, you like the pandemonium. I like bad guys because they have so much fun. Some bad guys can get repetitive, but someone like Christian Cage is like, yo, it's the delusion for me, bro. You're so delusional. You're so delusional. And Don Callis, oh my God, Don Callis lives a pot atop a Delulu mountain. Uh, let me tell you something about family. Like, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, bad guys' heels have more fun. The good guys, a lot of the time, are made to look like idiots. I hate to say it. Think about um, the outcasts and the originals. I'm going to go down by myself because they won't jump me, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's great, great segment. And uh, I wonder where I wonder where his daughter is now, if, if security's still holding her until... She probably uh, found her mom. Yeah, maybe. Or she hanging yeah. out with Karen Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope she found her mom. No. <laughs> She gonna learn how to make some money. Let me tell you what. One thing about the Jarrett's is that they stay with a check. Say what you want, but Jeff Jarrett makes sure Jeff got a check. And he gonna make sure Karen got a check too. So, <laughs> so we next we move on. We had Jay White defeat Metalik. Jay White won with the Blade Runner. Quick match went as expected. Jay White gets the victory here. What did you think of this match and uh, Metalik himself? I went to go get my dinner in the kitchen and I came back and the match was over. <laughs> That's pretty much it. You So, yeah, you didn't miss much. I the... heard the guns on commentary just terrorizing <laughs> Rick and Bonnie. <laughs> but that was it. That was that was probably, I mean, Jay White wrestling is always a highlight. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But the highlight in this match was the guns on commentary. Uh, just Bro, Austin Gunn and Juice Robinson are gremlins. <laughs> Mm -hmm. i'm here for it but they're the worst (laughs) they are and it's fantastic it's they did so well with putting the guns with with those guys that was a smart move and i'm very how did you find someone who's more of a gremlin than juice robinson like how did you unearth that (laughs) yeah 
I guarantee you somebody saw it in the back, like backstage. They're like, what in the hell did he just do? I'm like, okay, we're putting them two together. There you yeah, go. so like, we need these two together because the the best worst, and either you're going to hate them or you're going to love them or it'll be a love-hate relationship like I have. I'm like, I hate you guys, but at the same time, such good shit. <laughs> and you know, like, they probably saw Jay White. Like, Jay White looked miserable when he saw them both do their stuff backstage. And they're like, and we're going to put Jay White with them. Cause this is good, <laughs> and Jay White is gonna turn on all of them. Cause I, <laughs> I feel like it's cool in the beginning. He's like, I can deal with you, Colton, cause you don't really do too much. You're the straight guy in this. <laughs> but Austin, I already, I beat up Juice into submission, and that's why we're friends now. Okay, but Juice and Austin got, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, I turned on people, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guys, we're we're almost done here, so get in those super chats or humper chats. We'd greatly appreciate that. Oh, oh man, yeah. what a! I just I loved it. it was like, I, this it was, was good. such this was such a fun episode. I thought, and yes. the crowd was great. So we got a returning Jim Ross for the main event back on commentary. He he came back, so good for good for Jr. What did you think about his call last night? Did you it, was it normal Jr. for you or? Did you hear anything that just made you kind of just... To me, it was normal JR, but I really didn't hear him. I yeah. feel like I heard more Rickabani and McGinnis. Now, I understand people's critiques and complaints about JR, but JR will always have a soft spot in my heart because that's the voice I grew up hearing yep. more than anything. And rumor on the street, now I'm no Sean Ross Sapp, so I don't got scoops. But that's Ross Sapp? Oh. Okay. I was in his house last week. <laughs> I had the background, the same background that he be having sometimes. So I had to, that was his house last week, allegedly. Um, I I heard the word on the street is that he's trying to get to like to fifty years as commentary, yeah. and he's like right at the finish line, so he's going to keep on keeping on. I I get when he confuses people or says things. He's oh come on now. Yeah. No, uh, and that's fine. Stop. Yeah, and that's so, the thing. He doesn't bother me as much. And like when people are like, get him off the mic. I'm like, mm, I, I don't think, I don't think he needs to be off the mic, but I think that his schedule needs to be a lot less. But overall, he wasn't a problem to me tonight. He sounded fine. And I yeah. didn't hear him. I didn't hear him, if I'm being honest. And when yeah. I did hear him, it was the, oh, singer, this guy. I like JR. So you'll yeah, never I hear a complaint out of me I'll, for JR. Yeah, I like JR too. And, and that's the thing. There's some times that have been unfortunate that he's messed up. But the thing is, is Who we all mess mistakes? up. mistakes? Exactly. Yeah. But, and I know the, the thing that constantly gets brought up is the the title change where he her the title change, I believe it was a title change when he says, when they were going off the air, WWE champion, blah, blah, blah. And they went off the air and that, that sucked. But it's one of those things where it was a mistake and <clears throat> it's not like they were going to just keep playing that over and over. So it's not a big deal. And he's like, you said, he's a legend. He's, he's almost done. I assume he's going to stay in AEW as a consultant because he's a smart man. You yeah. know that he's, he's a brilliant man when it comes to wrestling. So uh, it just really depends on what he wants to do. Yeah. I think he, ne to me, he never really hinders a match. He always adds, but just JR in itself is star power. I, I'll i end it on this. There are plenty of other people in wrestling who do legit horrible things, and we give them chance after chance. Yes. Because he messes up kayfabe names, kayfabe stuff, 
they, come on now. I hope someone gives you the same courtesy and grace that you're giving Jr. You know what I mean? When yeah. you reach his age. So don't do that. Don't Come on. Now. Stop it. Stop it. Correct. 100%. I agree with you on that. So we go to the main event. CM Punk defending or with the AEW, the real AEW World Championship, as he calls it. CM Punk versus Ricky Starks with the legend and WWE Hall of Famer Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as a special guest uh, referee. Uh, well, secondary referee, I guess you'd say. I thought it was an enforcer. I don't know what it uh, was. Yeah. Well, they advertised it so weird because uh, I saw I saw referee and then I did see enforcer. So I don't know. He was just there. That's what they he was there. Played. He was there yeah. just in case. <laughs> Ricky Dragon Steamboat here, just in case. There you go. That's the way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this match. Pretty normal CM Punk match, Ricky Stark match. They're getting their normal moves in. Pretty good. It got interesting when Starks went for the pin and he had his foot on the ropes. And then we see Ricky, Ricky, uh, the dragon, shove them off. And that's where we got the Punk roll up again. Or we saw the roll up again. This is where Punk won with the roll up. So Steamboat got in the ring and counted the pinfall. So Punk gets the victory here, which I assumed he was going to get the win here. What did you think of the match? And afterwards, what did you think about the attack that Ricky Starks gave Mr. Steamboat? I have a lot of notes for this. Um, really quickly, we just missed over the Ann and Jay Hikaru Shida video package for their match. Oh, okay. where, uh, sorry about and that. Now nah, you good, you good. I just had the note here, so I figured we just, it was nothing to it, really. It's just Ann and Jay saying, you took advantage of me when I was a rookie, but I'm a rookie no longer. I'm like, girl, you're about to get choked out again. Sorry, girl. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ann and Jay. Um, as far as this match is concerned, everything up until the end was great. The post-match was great. The finish, um, <laughs> CM Punk starting off doing Ricky Stark's taunt, rude. Pepsi Phil, you're, you're a bad man. But Ricky Starks was wrestling with fire. The crowd being CM Punk. Ricky Stark was phenomenal. Everybody, everybody was into it. Now. Let's talk about this ending. Let's talk about this ref bump. It's notoriously known that in professional wrestling, referees have one HP. Mm-hmm. Stephen Smith tonight had 0.3 because once he got hit with that ref bump, we didn't see him at all for yeah. the rest of this. He was dead. They killed that man. What would you say at my funeral now that you have killed him? Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So when that happens, my first complaint was you see the ref is knocked out. So you roll up CM Punk with your feet on the ropes with no ref in the ring and steamboats outside? What? <laughs> for him to push your legs off, for you to argue with him for three seconds, for CM Punk to be like, let me get the roll up now, for CM Punk to roll you up and pin you for about seven seconds. No, let me not say seven seconds. I'm dragging it. For about three seconds before Steamboat gets in the ring and then you get counted out. So you were just doing a... The whole time, oh, man, the the match itself was good. They were hit toss. They were old school. They were working stiff. At several points in the match, Ricky Starks dazed the frick out of CM Punk for it to be a roll-up again and for you, CM Punk, to get pushed off the apron. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. And then for CM Punk to beat Ricky Starks, not Ricky Starks, I'm sorry, for Ricky Starks to beat Ricky the Steamboat with a belt, first of all, my trauma, because that looked like, 
My mom was beating me up. I didn't take out the chicken and she came home from church. I had flashbacks. I didn't like that. <laughs> but overall, like everything else besides that finish was great. Even even the belt spot. See, I'm punky were a little late with the chair, but you know, Steve Book deserved to get beat. I don't know. Maybe he deserved to get beat. I don't know. But like, what was what was that? What was that? What was that? Well, it was too slow. Y'all should have done something. No, you should have improvised, bro. Even Snoop Dogg and improvised with Shane McMahon blew out his quads. I don't want to hear it from either one of you. Come on now. Yeah, well, man. Yes. I don't know. Cause Snoop. He... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say Snoop. That would have been interesting. Snoop being there just out of nowhere saving the show again. Like oh, God, is that Bernie Sanders with a chair? <laughs> like, I get Steamboat being a little late. But that doesn't yeah. excuse Ricky Starks doing it blatantly in front of him. Yeah, it was it was two parts that were a problem. It was the blatantly in front of him roll up, and then the other slow roll up. Boo! Yeah. <laughs> Everything else was fine. Like if I could just if I could go to a time where that was plucked out of my memory, I would rather House of Black come down or or a Daddy Ass come down to cause a DQ or something. Mm. Besides that, because I think it made Steamboat look silly. It made Ricky Starks look silly, and it made CM Punk look silly. I think yeah, it made them all look silly. Yeah, something happened. Like, we're just it just something happened, and it was more more than likely Steamboat was late, which is like one of those things where hey, he's not there every week. You got to cut him some slack. You know, that's that's really all I can say. And sometimes... I still blame Ricky Starks for putting his feet up. Like, I'll give you Steamboat. But I can't give you that. That was oh, unforgivable. No, he was he was he literally cheated in front of him, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I we'll, we'll see. But uh I'm curious to see where this feud goes. If they're still gonna be feuding, I have a feeling they will be. Uh-huh. Uh but and hopefully we get an answer from Mr. Punk here pretty and soon. From on MJF. Yes. Yeah, there's some interesting things going on here. AEW is really interesting with their with their challenges, their matches, and I think what makes it so much more interesting was the fact that we have two pay per views coming up back to back in two weeks. I'm tired. <laughs> Very curious to see how that goes because there's so many matches in so little time, and it'll be it'll be good stuff, pal. As one man who has likes to say. But that was AEW Collision, and you said when we started the show, you gave it a four out of five, and you you stick with that still? Yeah, I mean, maybe even like a 4.7, 4.8, because I really feel like it, it'd be one thing, like I said, if Steamboat was just late, that would have been one thing, but it was a one-two back-to-back, and it was kind of like... Whatever air was in the was in the crowd gone, and it was just strange. It was just strange, but overall, it was great. We got two matches at least announced for Wembley, allegedly, with not considering. I mean, CM Punk is probably going to say yes. Samoa Joseph is going to choke out CM Punk. I think that's going to happen. But until until then, right now we have definitely. Well, technically, the the Bucks didn't say yes, but I feel like the Bucks will say yes. Yeah, because Wembley, like you said, is in like two weeks. Uh, three. Well, two, the end of this three month? weeks. Three weeks from today, maybe. Let's Either see way. Yeah, like, three weeks from today. 
they still have to agree. It's still at the end. Oh my God, that, that's at the end of the month, and so is uh, I think yep. resurgence on impact. Oh my, God. there's so much wrestling. I'm not mad. I'm just saying. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, lot going on. So, yeah, just it's gonna be interesting. And since I won't be likely be doing another collision show for a while, if ever, hopefully one day. But uh, I want to go ahead and ask you. Since we already know one match for All In, who do you have win, MJF or Adam Cole? I have Adam Cole turning on MJF. I think MJF is going to try to do it right, but I'm kind of over MJF's character, and that is just me. That is just me, and I think that's because I think MJF's character needs – he either needs to go that next level heel – or he needs to commit to the baby face for real. And right now he committing to the baby face. But I think, especially with the Kingdom promos and everything, Adam Cole, baby, is going to give you heel Adam Cole, baby. And I I think MJF loses it here. I think there is still a story to tell with MJF and CM Punk. And you, I never lost it to you, so you're a fake champion. I'm the real. There is, there's a lot of stories to tell here, because Adam Cole could get screwed by the Kingdom and Roderick Strong. Where's Kyle O'Reilly? Yeah. I heard they're down by the dock singing sea shanties, trying to revive Bobby Fish. You're, Adam Cole may very well get jumped. He may very well get jumped. And even though people don't like MJF, nobody jumps MJF, which is beyond me. But Adam Cole very well may get screwed out of this. So I don't know what's about to have happen. I would like Adam Cole to win. But there's too many spinning plates. So either way, I'm going to be sports entertained. Yeah. Well, guys, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today on a different, on an on a Sunday, uh, AW Monday. Collision Post Show here on Fightful. means a lot for you, for us, for you to join us. Uh, next week, everything, I assume, will return to normal. So, Krista, uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to echo what Rob said, thank you so much for being here on a Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You can find me on Fightful Thursdays with Joe Pearl, where we cover all things on Impact. On Saturdays, typically, for the Post Collision Show, the show you're watching here on Sunday from the future, where we talk about all things wrestling-related on Collision. Normally, it's myself, Iridian, Ricochino, and sometimes Sean Ross Sapp when he doesn't have the scoops. But, uh, yeah, that's what I do. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Typically, I stream on my personal channels, either on TikTok or Twitch. Both are at Crestastar. We watch Monday, Raw, Wednesday, Dynamite, Friday, Rampage, and SmackDown. Unless there is a pay-per-view for Impact, then you can find me on Fightful with Joel and uh, Steven Jensen. I know that was a lot, and if it sounds like a lot, please go to my link tree on my Twitter where it says Cresta D Star. I have a link to all of the post shows. All of my stuff, that was a lot. Rob, where can they find you? Well, you can find me at Rob Wilkins on Twitter or X, whatever the hell you want to call it these days. Uh, You can also find me on Instagram at Fightful Rob. I'm also on threads at Fightful Rob. Every Friday, I'm on a show called Coexisting with Rob and Maggie. We are on Fightful Overbooked. We have a great time. It's at 3 o'clock Eastern every Friday. We have a great time. Hour and a half show. We talk all kinds of fun stuff. Hour and a half. Just usually try not to get in trouble is the biggest thing that we do and we just have a blast and on then at five o'clock eastern we have a show called coexisting after dark where we interview somebody that has something to do with wrestling media 
Cresta, you were on there last month. So we appreciate you doing that, being part of that. And we want to say thank you to all our Fightful Select members. Uh, because of you, we get to do fun extra stuff like that. Plus, you get the Q&As from Sean Rossap. You get the Weekender podcast from Steven Jensen. You get the uh, bi-weekly City podcast Q&As. You get all kinds of stuff. I did a Q. I did a pre-show SummerSlam show yesterday where we just did predictions. I talked with Chris Mueller of Bleacher Report, and we had Caden uh, from Caden. <laughs> I forgot what his. He doesn't have a channel right now, I guess. So, anyways, but Caden, he was there. He's uh, he's been on Fightful quite a bit. But guys, I want to say thank you very much. We appreciate you. And like I said, everything should be returning back to normal. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We will talk to you soon, and peace out. Bye!